You are listening to the Cyfidelli Podcast, episode 117, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Apocalypse. The Cyfidelli Podcast contains adult language and mature content. In this episode, we talk about why the other guys think that Patrick should have enjoyed X-Men Age of Apocalypse more than he did. Enjoy! So I heard the BBC is gonna has has ordered a new Hitchhiker's Guide radio drama. Wow! Yes, and Brian, you like the radio dramas, right? Uh, the original radio drama I liked a lot. I didn't hear some of the subsequent ones. The original, I mean, that's how Hitchhiker started out as a Hitchhiker's uh, as a radio show written directly by Douglas Adams, and he was kind of writing it episode week to week. And then they were producing it week to week, so he really didn't know quite where it was going or what it's doing, and it kind of shows when you listen to it. Uh, and then that was popular enough that he went back and made a book, and then they made a TV series and so forth, and it became the big, huge thing. And most people think of the book, but it started out as a radio show. Uh, years later, they took some of the later Hitchhiker's books and turned them into radio shows because they realized they there was there was some still some milk in that cow. Um, and uh, I haven't heard those yet. I'd like to. Um, they eventually adapted all of the books into radio shows and were sitting around feeling a little bored. But thankfully, somebody got a hold of the rights to Hitchhiker's Guide and wrote another Hitchhiker's Guide book called. Um, what was it? Uh, oh, and another thing. That's the title of the book. And it's not written by Douglas Adams because he was long dead by that point. But uh, they wrote another Hitchhiker's bu a book. And now the radio people are like, well, we should adapt that as well. And so they're dragging back most of the original cast who have been there, a lot of wh whom have been there since the original radio show came back, or original radio show came out. Interesting. So I'm, uh, I'm having a little trouble. The camera is completely uh, black. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm having a little trouble seeing you at the moment. He's got to get that pussy oh, out of the uh, way. Yes. <laughs> um, so, uh, I don't know. I have trouble believing other people can pull off Douglas Adams' chemistry and magic. I haven't actually read and another thing, so I can't. It, maybe it is really good. Did you but, enjoy the movie? I didn't that hear loads the of fans jumping on movie? the internet. Huh? Did you enjoy the movie? Uh,. I enjoyed the miniseries. I enjoyed the radio show. I enjoyed the book. I even kind of liked parts Did of the you movie. Enjoy the, movie? <laughs> the big screen movie. I enjoyed parts of the movie. Not all parts, so, but so a lot parts of, of it. And I liked the casting. I thought the casting was great. I, if you love Hitchhikers and can set aside that some of the scenes are shit, uh, it's got a lot to fun stuff in it. I like Brian. Brian is very much the optimist. He doesn't want to say a bad word about something. Very unlike me in the last episode. <laughs> Yeah, if so. you didn't hear our last episode, uh, 116, it was uh, impassioned. Let's say that. <laughs> I think the best thing I can say about the movie of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, it's the only version of a story of the story that has a plot. Every one other version is completely plotless. So. 
Well, I feel like at some point we should say, yeah, welcome to the Sci Fidelity Podcast. I'm Steve. This is Michael. This is Patrick. This is Brian. Yeah, I was kind of glad that that happened. Brian, this is why I we mean, don't. I mean, it had to happen eventually, right? Brian, this is why we don't include you in cold opens. Because <laughs> <laughs> you forget that it's a cold open, and at some point we have to say the title of the show. <laughs> Oh wow! That's all right, Brian. Love we you, love Brian. you anyway. You know, Sorry. no homo. You 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 mentioned one of the things no, no. I love. Yes, this that was true. our mistake. And have this we is why ever we don't talked talk about, about things that you know about. Yeah. Have yeah. we ever talked about Hitchhiker's Guide on this podcast? I don't in 117 so. episodes. Nope, I don't think so. There's a couple. And now, of if only there was a place we're... to look, like a like a collected resource of all the crap that we've talked about. I mean. That would be kind of neat, right? Uh, yeah, if you wanted <laughs> a whole online. bunch of podcasts that don't mention Douglas Adams at all. I I will say this. There's a whole list of things that we have not talked about on the show. There's one that was brought up before we There's get There's not actually deep. a list. There's not actually a list. <laughs> There's one that was brought up recently uh, that I kind of wanted to talk about because I think it's like a five-minute discussion. I don't know if it's a whole episode, and I think there's something that we kind of want to talk about. Um have we ever talked about whether or not you've chosen the religions of either Star Trek or Star Wars? <laughs> or have we just accepted that everybody likes both? Because I feel like one of us kind of gave another one of us a bit of shit for, as he <laughs> called it, being a fit sitter. <laughs> yeah, well... You must choose. No, no, no. I have Simple an open relationship with Doctor Who that lets me mess around with both Star Trek and Star Wars when I need my spaceship porn. Look, it's as simple as this, Brian. You're just fucking wrong. <laughs> and, uh, I don't feel so, like a whole... We need to like really dive deep okay, in that. I guess uh, this, is a, this is something I actually did feel. About what you. exactly is the question you are asking me? Because I feel like we're falling into headless Adam conversation. I will say this: if I had to choose between the two, it would be Star Trek. It would be, but 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 choose for what purpose? What is the question we are trying to answer? Because not everyone can be a whore like Superman can beat up Deadpool. Because that's what we do. No, because Brian, not everyone can be a sci-fi whore like you. All right, (laughs) some of us believe in commitments. (laughs) Well, I guess. Choose to, uh, choose to watch. Uh, choose to watch. Is that what we're saying? Which is better? Okay. Are, are you just refusing to acknowledge that there's a divide between the hardcore fans of either? Is that just what your deal is? Uh, not in my, in just, my social circle, there isn't. Happen? Everybody likes both. Tell me where the bad man touched you, Brian. <laughs> in my social circle, we're all swingers. Um, so, Dude, I... And, and I, I'll just bad, bad imagery. <laughs> I, I'll just fall back on what I said previously. How you just wrong? All right. Well, and, and, I guess if you have to, if you want to boil it down to best, I think Star Trek makes better TV programming. I think Star Wars makes better movies. So you I, didn't I, choose I need to know gentlemen. exactly what the question. It's called fence cheated. sitting. Yeah, what's yeah. the question? You tell me the question. I'll I give you an told answer. You, which is better? You can't handle the truth. <laughs> Brian, you can only you have one. Pick one. Well, Star Trek has made more money. Star Trek has made more money. There, it's better at making money. No, Ergo, Brian, better. Brian, that's irrelevant. You can only have one. This is, 
You can only watch we're, one. We're going to erase either Star Trek or Star Wars from your brain. Pick one. Which one? Okay, do you erase have Star access? Wars because I, I that there's less number of ah. hours of programming. We found uh, a way to get him off so the fence Star Trek by burning the motherfucker down. There are more hours of Star Trek, so if we rate it by total number of hours, Star Trek's better. <laughs> he needs there to be a factor. He just. Brian, I, I really want to make this joke. Brian is just screaming, you want me on that fence. You need <laughs> yes. me on that fence. Yeah. If you ask a reasonable question, I'll give you a reasonable answer. You ask some vague bullshit question, I'll give you a vague well, bullshit answer. here's the thing, Brian. It, so. <laughs> this is the element I think you're missing. Every single other human being on this podcast and listening clearly understood what the question was. It's like... It's like no, trying we all to have ask. our own interpretation of what that question is, but in my, I have found most people haven't and really thought it out and Brian can't verbalize it. Wrong. And when I ask you to verbalize the question, you can't oh, verbalize it shit. either. This is getting real. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, we can verbalize the question. Which one do you enjoy more? For whatever look, reason that look, you choose, which one look, do you enjoy more? Look, what I've come to recognize is this has become. Like telling certain members of society that there is proof that OJ did it. <laughs> no matter what you say, wow. they're going to be like, whatever, so, man. I don't care what you X-Men say. X-Men Apocalypse. That was a great movie, huh? Yeah. Let's talk about it. Poe, have y'all a see Snickers. X-Men Apocalypse? Because I saw it. I mean, I saw most of it, not quite all of it. But, you know, I, I saw like like most of the film. Actually... That's not true. Let me rephrase. <laughs> I saw the whole picture, but I understood <laughs> like eighty-five percent of it. I'm I'm estimating about eighty-five percent was intelligible. That's what happens when you don't live in America. <laughs> well, I didn't say I was anyone was at fault. You gotta make it. You gotta blame somebody, huh? Uh, well, we were saying it for you, so it works out. It's fine. <laughs> I um I uh so everybody wait wait wait, wait 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 let's start on a high note Brian what do you think about X Men Apocalypse yeah. go uh, I liked it a lot uh it is not my favorite X Men movie but I enjoyed it enough that I spent a lot of time thinking do I want to go see that again movie again in theaters and finally decided I I'm going to a sci fi convention I need some spending cash I should save my money but I definitely will be buying a copy on on Blu Ray and uh, and rewatching it again whenever they get around to doing another full cast X Men movie as opposed to just a a Gambit or a Deadpool so. Um, I, yeah, it had some flaws, most of which were the, they did not develop the premise uh, or they, 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 some of the ideas they introduced were not properly developed, but at two and a half hours, I can see there's, how long do you want to make this movie? (laughs) So I can see why there wasn't really room to develop them properly. Uh, I thought Maury, Moira just should have been removed for the film and saved for the next one because they stick her in there and then don't have time to do anything with her. Patrick, did you enjoy the movie? Uh, it was all right. That's what I'd have to say. And, I think and, I, are it, you sorry you spent money to see it? No, no. Well, okay. To expound on my, it's all right. Um, I find that I am unable to separate, um, like the movie itself from my experience with the movie, and my experience with the movie is 
the X-Men movies, they like to retell origins, retell or, or retell origins or give new origins for things. And whenever I see it, I automatically compare it to what the actual origin from the comic book is. And then it runs through this, this, uh, calculation of, is this a better origin? Does this make more sense or is this dumb? And for most of X-Men Apocalypse, I found that their, their movie origins and reasons for things, uh, were lesser when it came to the comic books. And so I, I recognize that I can't separate that in my head. And so it just made for a general, Eh, it's all right Madness. type of experience. Some sort of dissonance for you. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. if you don't read comics, you can enjoy these movies better. <laughs> I, I read comics. This is true. I think I might, based on what Patrick just said, I think I actually might have liked the movie a little more than he did. But I will say my beef with it was pretty much what you just said, Brian. But I think it just bothered me a little more than it bothered you. I felt like everything felt a little undercooked. To the point where I just, it was, it, I never hated this movie and I actually still think it's one of the better X-Men movies, but of the good X-Men movies, I'd probably put it towards the bottom. I'm like, I don't mind rewatching it, but there were certain aspects that I felt, not to compare it to the comic books, but if, even if I was just going by the movie, the hell was Mora and Psylocke even doing in that movie? And I, I like both of these characters, yeah. but they just seem to be standing around, not really I guess doing so. anything. I never, <laughs> I, ex- have, uh, I never, well, I never well, expected Psylocke to do anything more than she did, so I was fine with her reduced role. Moira had a big role in a previous film, so bringing her back, I expected more from her. What were you going to say, Steve? Yeah, I want to know if this was digital Hugh Jackman. Uh, no, it was him. Was he actually no, that, was him. that was him. All right. And Psylocke, while I'm glad the character was finally in the cinematic, you know, X-Men cinematic world, because they're not exactly connected, are they? No. Nah. No. No. Nah. But well, uh, I'm glad the character I think they're the all connected with the exception of Deadpool. <laughs> I think <laughs> Deadpool's the only one that's not connected. They, um, the character was kind of mute and useless. Yep. And, um, other than that, I didn't really have a problem with the movie for what it is. I didn't go in with any expectations at all. Like, I hadn't even seen trailers. Okay. So, I, I, I enjoyed watching that movie. I, I think I'll buy that one once it comes out on disc format. I'll hey, probably buy hey, it too. You know, you know who Psylocke was. Psylocke in this movie was what uh, that Death whirlpool Drake. guy was in uh, X Men First Class. He's just kind of like an extra guy, so when the fight scene comes, everybody can get paired off with someone they're fighting. Yeah, well, that's I guess all I was expecting out of Psylocke. So that's all, well, and I got exactly what I was expecting out of her. It, I want to throw some shade on the actress playing. That was Olivia Munn, right? Right, yeah. right. Admittedly, not a great actor. I, I don't know. I think I wouldn't given, say that. I would say it depends on the material she's given because I think she's a great actress That's in fair the newsroom. For every actor, I think. Well, no, but I think in the newsroom, she's a great actress. So I can name actors that have been given good material and are still bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I think she um, did the best she could with what they gave yeah. her, which was basically I, nothing. Yeah. They, a they, tight they, they outfit. Was, 
They gave her a tight outfit. I enjoyed and, her in um, Tron Legacy. Lots of flying yes. around, basically showing Tron crotch Legacy. shots. Yeah, that that's an admittedly weird costume for film. And a part of me was a little disappointed that they went that. Because I was like, I feel like that's a costume that works in comics and not really maybe video games. But I <laughs> well, don't know they, that that they would catch work a lot of film. shit for not it, being I, accurate to the comic books. And when they go that comic book, mm-hmm. now we're giving them shit for that, too. No, 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 I, no. I, think the, I think the costume works fine. Like there are certain, like there are certain action sh- action shots where you know the costume kind of looks silly. But just in general, like okay, we're all standing here in our costumes. It didn't look like out of place. It didn't look silly or anything like that. It was just all right. This is what she chooses to wear. But that does remind I, I, me of I, my well, one big one of my biggest beefs of the movie. Was wait, the, but wait, they but, well? I was gonna say real quick. I just wanted to comment. Oh, go ahead. I'll I'll, I'll comment after. <laughs> I was just that so that one scene towards the end where they all all the heroes stop and steal the bad guy's clothing and put it on because it looks more cool than the clothes they happen <laughs> yeah. to be wear. And then they yeah. run yeah, off for the big fight silly. scene. I was like, what the hell is this bullshit? Just get on with it, guys. Come on. Well, Here's now you a, got your fighter plane. Here's what I'll say about the uh, giving the movie shit for being too close to the comic books. Uh, if Patrick had said that, that would have been bullshit. I have frequently given movies bullshit for being too close to the yes, comic book costume. Has. He has. <laughs> I have regularly given shit for that. So that's not a new complaint for me. Michael has lost his shit about trying to make a costume look like a costume. And he's like, you know what? Fuck you. And fuck everybody you've ever known. And you know what? Fuck their pets, too. One of the things I noticed stuff. was the villains, all of them, are always in costume once apocalypse shows up in our modern time you know once he does his thing then it's all costumes all the time for the villains which yeah. to me makes the, sense yeah it could be downtime well it's like they stopped being people and i yeah. guess the only caveat might be eric but i don't remember magneto i don't remember if he ever was out of costume once he got his nah. helmet no, nope. once he what even once he became well, a horseman, he was yeah. never at a costume. Yeah. Well, right, yeah. and they all became horsemen. I mean, it's not like you know we're okay. Well, all right, go and have some R and R. It's like no, no, no. We're all basically standing around Apocalypse. I don't have time to change into you're, my you're Bermuda the, shorts. You're and the right hand man of this godlike being named Apocalypse. It, it's going to be big. It's going to be huge. It's going to be flashy. I, I was totally yeah. No, I get that they're all in goofy costumes because you gotta keep the clothes <laughs> on now. This yeah, is how you, this works. you can't work with a guy named Apocalypse without looking a little over the top. Yeah. So look, let, let, let's I, put it this way. Let's put it this way. Data was always in his Starfleet uniform, so I don't see what the problem is. All right, it's the same thing. He's always on duty. I I I had th- two basic issues with this movie that were not really the movie's fault, but I will acknowledge that they were beefs of mine. I liked the '60s aesthetic and I liked the '70s aesthetic of the two movies before it. I kind of wasn't feeling the '80s aesthetic. I was like, "All right, whatever. I don't care." That's not the film's fault. No, it's the '80s. I liked it. I thought it was fun. It's history. Yeah. That's just what shit looks like. You gotta accept it. I, 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 I couldn't get, in, I couldn't get into it. I would and have preferred more retro '80s shit, but <laughs> I, yeah, other- I could have used a little more too. Uh, I, how, how, however, I have to say the Ray Bans. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't get past the Ray Bans. I just. 
I just I I, saw, I knew what they were doing, but it looked like someone had just three print three D printed some shit and stuck it on a pair of Ray Bans, and I it was, I was distracting. I will say this: I think the reason why I I couldn't really feel it is because I feel like. If you put enough effort and costuming into it, you can make the 60s look cool. You can make the 70s look cool. I don't think you can make the 80s look cool. I think the oh, 80s look ridiculous 80s. no matter what. <laughs> so, um, and the other thing I was going to say, and again, I don't think this is the movie's fault because this is how I feel about the character in the comic book. I love the character in the comic book, but I kind of feel like Apocalypse is the one-dimensional character. Even in the, the one storyline he's most known for, Age of Apocalypse, I he was barely in it, and when he was in it, he was just the mustache. Well, he didn't have a mustache, but he was just this evil guy that was running shit. Like he's kind of a one note character, and he yeah. was a one note character in this movie. Well, and I'm I like, eh, I, whatever. I guess I just don't care. I, I guess I just don't care. Yeah, well, that was for me. I was <laughs> so, like, Apocalypse is this force of nature, but we're mostly here to see how he acts as a catalyst on Eric and Xavier and everyone else. How does everyone respond to Apocalypse sweeping through the world? And True. that for me was interesting. True. That, that's exactly what the point was. Yeah. The, the the criticism I'll make about Apocalypse, the character, is that we didn't get a good example of what his powers are and and how effective their good use can be. Now, he did some neat tricks like, you know, pushing people into the walls and the floors and grabbing hold of Quicksilver and all that. That was all pretty damn good, but that is an extremely powerful character, and it has more to do with effective use of his abilities than it did with whatever that final conclusion scene was where everyone had to, our powers combined make Captain Planet on his ass. Yeah. Where everybody basically just targeted it on him. Yeah. yeah. Targeted well, I thought thematically that that works. He's unstoppable unless everybody gangs up. But on a storytelling point, I tank. like that. <laughs> He's the tank. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, a- I, I think it, I think uh, like okay, so we didn't sit down and list his powers, but you know, I kind of got the the impression he had a lot of powers, and those those capabilities made him formidable, right? So that you couldn't just walk up and you know try to cut his throat with a sword like someone did. Um, But, I mean, it's not about... Yeah, it's not about... Shit, if if you guys don't know this is a spoilerific, then I don't know what's going on with your head. Um, (laughs) By the time... Look, it's not spoilers. Just let it go. Yeah, Yeah. seriously. You're the one who said it. I was just talking. Um, Anyway... That was a joke. Shit. But the... uh, I don't understand humor, asshole. Anyway, uh... I know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I mean, the, the please, whole thing please. of he's the catalyst that's that's kind of pushing, like his main power was to get other people to do things for him, right? That was basically in the movie, that's what his main power was. In addition to teleporting. He's also Hive. Neat. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what he burned out, boiled down to. But, you know, I mean, it, it would have been nice to actually see him actually go toe-to-toe like normally when you see the x-men and they fight him i was like okay we're actually all going to fight him i'm going to send colossus to punch him and somebody's going to try to shoot beams at him and they kind of did that at the end but it was kind of sort of lackluster because he was 
he was just standing there and basically not getting hit yeah. by all this stuff because it hit the shield. And but he, oh, right. every time he moved, it was a slow lumbering thing, like he's some sort of yeah. monk. You yeah. know, yeah. I don't what the I fuck mean, was that about? I didn't I, quite understand that, but I I overlooked it. I still had a good time watching it. I so the things that I did like, I, I thought that opening sequence was actually really fucking awesome. Um that was as, yes, yeah, yes. That the, the one in Egypt, ancient yes. Egypt. I thought that was really well With done. With a collapse, let's, let's collapse yeah. the the. Does it collapse the pyramid using and, these stone blocks? That was awesome. Yeah, and yeah. the ancient and the ancient horsemen. The, they were pretty fucking awesome. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it felt like Stargate actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's hard to make a comparison. Basically, just crushed that guy. That was amazing. Yeah, that guy jumped at him, and she just went, nope, folded his bones all up on him, and he's like, that was pretty badass. I was like, all right, that that was pretty badass. I I will say that's a great opening to the movie. One of my friends pointed out, he loves that movie. He thinks it's his favorite X-Men movie, but he pointed out something that I didn't even catch, but I think is valid, is it's his favorite one because he loves Jean Grey, and he feels like, and he's probably right, this is the best adaptation of Jean Grey in a movie. I would agree with that. I would agree with that, too. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, all right, yeah, no, you're yeah, right. Okay. I think that is probably the best adaptation a- of Jean Grey As far as doing something Wait, with it? her character. Yeah. Okay, doing something with the character. Yes. In, in all the others, the she is just something, she's she's just this cipher, this plot gimmick in all the other movies that the, uh, and it's all told from the point of view of the male characters looking on and fighting over her and wondering what she's thinking and wondering what she's going to do. She's never a, a, a she's protagonist. She's just well, a gimmick. In the other movies, well, she's to be the boogeyman. To be fair, this is how I feel about Jean Grey in the comic books. I always felt like, with the exception of Dark Phoenix Saga, that Jean Grey was never really used as a decent character. She's just this character that other people react to. Ah, okay, uh, well, so that was So, at least- in the movies, I kind of felt like, it's sad to say, but I was like, well, that's what she is in the comic books, so I guess that's what she is in the movies. It sucks that she's just this thing that people react to. I, I always wanted Jean Grey to be to to do more. I feel like the closest uh example of a good interpretation of Jean Grey in the movies is unfortunately um what was it? Uh X3 <laughs> The Last Dan. That was a crappy movie, but at least she got to do something. <laughs> uh, see, I, I just rewatched X3 and she is still just as much of a plot gimmick. She's gets a lot more screen time, uh maybe a few uh, a few more lines, but she's still Which- it's entirely just she's this force of nature and and everyone's reacting to her do stuff or and worrying about what is she going to do and what decisions is she going to make weirdly if you take that to its extreme i think the best example of her before this movie was the wolverine because in that movie she actually just straight up was a fantasy <laughs> Yeah, no, no, that was that was she the was joke I made. Up a, to, a plot device. I, I rewatched all the films, and we watched X three, and then we did the Wolverine, and I said, not only did she get more lines in the Wolverine, but I felt she was a more three dimensional character when she's just an image in Wolverine's head. <laughs> but anyway, yes, yeah, yeah, I thought Jean much. Grey. I thought Jean Grey was very well done, which is saying a lot because I thought Cyclops again was shit. Um, I, you and know also, what? She, uh, she came off, she came off bitchy to me. And I, maybe, maybe the, in this new series where they've kind of brought her back from 
from the past. She's more bitchy in that one. She seems to a be a teenage girl. <laughs> yes, but even as a teenage girl in the shit. original, in like in the you know way back when, she mm. was like you know she was like the nice one. You know, Bobby was kind of a dick, and Beast was you know kind of you know strong but sweet. You know that old stereotype, and she was just you know nice and understanding and blah blah blah. And in this one, the first time she meets Cyclops, she's just kind of a bitch. She's like, hey, watch where you're going. Um, look, I I have this bandage over my head. Obviously, I'm a mutant. You can read this in my mind, so you know I'm not trying to be a dick. I can't help it. I'm being led around. Maybe you eh. could be just ever so slightly understanding. That's all nah, I'm saying. Nah, you just got sounds of Stark in your head. That's all it is. <laughs> No, 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 because Sansa Stark is a lot bitchier than what I think Jean Grey should be, and I can keep those two things separate. Sansa has seen some shit. Um, also for the Jean oh, Grey, Sansa's thing, not bitchy now. Well, yeah. she's yeah. she's mm. she's bitchy, but she's bitchy in a calculated way now. <laughs> As and you know what? That's okay. But yeah. I, now that's fair, given my, what she's been through. My my personal beef uh, with this is. You know, we did all this work so that we could retcon out all of everything that happened, all the bad things that happened to X3. But then what do they keep? They keep that the Phoenix is just part of her power. And I hate that. I literally, that's what I hated about X3. That's what I hate about this movie. But wait, how would, how would this changes? How would that change her? I mean, if you rewrite the timeline, she'd still have the same DNA and mutations that she had in this timeline that she had in the last timeline, right? No, no, no. That brings up a good... Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Ah, I was just saying. I didn't get that at all, Patrick. We made made that movie... No, no, no. no. To basically... What what Patrick is saying is he was... No, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're right. You're right. I can't help myself. They... They they made that movie to say, well, whatever, we can do whatever we want. And they've already gone back in all of the other movies that since X3, and they've tweaked the timeline. People show up before they're supposed to show up. They're, you know, whatever. Like, we've already had a Cyclops in here who is not this new Cyclops. So they've just decided, oh, yeah, some of that shit just didn't happen. Some of those characters are not the characters that, you know, you we, you've seen before. We've just decided we're just going to change that. Uh, I'm a little so, confused about which things you're referring to, but I'll so, wait till you get done with so the point. So in, in X-Men Origins Wolverine, Cyclops is there, right? Yes. And oh. Emma Frost is there. Yes. And, and that you, movie, Emma Frost... You know Frost, that the studio has even has actually said that they don't count that movie as continuity well, anymore. Well, I didn't see a lot of... I guess, what was the big continuity flaw there? <laughs> um. Well, let's see. Cyclops got his powers in this movie but he had already had them in X-Men Origins Wolverine and was captured with a bunch of other mutants and a bunch of other shit. Um, but but all, we've all acknowledged saying, that this is a new timeline. Yeah. yeah. But X-Men I, Origins Wolverine... New timeline yeah. versus a new continuity. And they're yeah. kind of running this... It seemed to me, and maybe I could be wrong, whatever, but it seems to me like they're like, hey, you know what? We can go back and we can change and make new stories that fit better with our long-term plan. So, you know, if you've seen somebody in X2 and they had this power set, well, we can just get rid of that because who cares? No one, whatever. We'll just make them new and it's a new thing and say, well, that's a new movie. Don't worry about it. Right. We've specifically said we made a movie to do that. So the fact that they kept some things that bothered me, that 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 bothers me. The whole Phoenix thing. It's a it's a waste. It's literally a waste for her. 
because the whole the only reason that you give them the phoenix powers, I mean, I guess aside from being able to stop apocalypse as your Deus Ex Machina, um, but the only reason you should even introduce the phoenix power set is to someday somehow lead to a you know a dark phoenix storyline. And if she just well, has why it, why couldn't all- they do that? Because she already controls it now. So who gives a shit? You're acting the whole like, part of the dark phoenix. Like- well, like, I, 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 there's I have, no there's no way to shoehorn shit in the way the comic well, books do all the fucking time. I, I will just I will just say this, Patrick. I hear yes. what you're saying. Please but do. I feel like and and you know this is a bit of a pet peeve for me. Mm-hmm. I feel like what you want them to do is to recreate that story in Dark Phoenix Saga, which was an amazing story. It was. But I don't feel like the movies have to do that story. But they still could. They, they may still not have could. To, but they still could. They still absolutely could. But I don't feel like they have to. I, I feel I, like I'm not saying that if Jean Grey is there, you have to do a Dark Phoenix story. But don't. But like you were saying with the Fantastic Four, you're bringing up this plot point, and it seems like its only inevitable conclusion is to go to the Dark Phoenix storyline. But we're not going there because we're kind of making it. Well, we're, we're well, changing the well, essence you don't of know. it, but I guess it's because we in this didn't. new version, we uh, in the original version, in the original or not the original timeline, it, uh, in the original film timeline. I need to be specific about which right. story uh, uh, continuity we're talking about here. Yep. They Xavier comes along, says, "Ooh, you've got some real dangerous stuff, Mojo, in your head. I'm just gonna block, make a little box, and we're gonna put that in the box and." And then you won't have to deal with it or even remember it's there. And then that kind of ends always, up causing that, problems in X, uh, starts breaking out in X2 and X3 causes all sorts of problems. Then they go back in time and, and Xavier, young Xavier kind of gets a little briefing on, Oh, this is what's crazy going to happen in the future. Maybe I should go left instead of right a few times here. And so we're seeing a slightly different approach to how to handle Jean Grey, and they're trying to kind of make sure X3 doesn't happen. So I thought, you know. I understand that having this super weapon as it's used in the movie not really be explained and like, it is a deus ex machina. It's the way out. Well, they did explain Um, it. They explained it in X3. (laughs) So... I <laughs> I think he's trying to bring us down. <laughs> and, Brian's and, and just Brian, trolling. I was going to say, and Brian is just trying to set some shit on fire. <laughs> he's just trolling. <laughs> Troll-ass Brian. All he's right, trolling. all right, all right. I got a question for you. On the same, like, kind of thing, but slightly different. And this is like a yes or no question. Well, it's not a yes or no question. Angel, Warren Worthington the third, or just some dude with wings? because <laughs> i kind of um, felt like that was just some dude with wings which i'm fine well, with because they never said his name and i'm no, like i feel yeah, like there's just another guy with wings well, oh no they didn't say his name no i think it would have to be I just some dude Warren with wings because yeah Warren I, I Worthington the third is not german <laughs> yes he's not and, german he's not gonna be a cage fighter like yeah. the, the man's a fucking billionaire so, so uh, i was like yeah no i'm just gonna go ahead and say that that's not Warren worthington the third that's just yes. some other dude yeah. with wings which oh. would make him the third character in the x-men movies with the name angel yes yes exactly <laughs> who is 
the X-Men First Class. Oh, yeah, all right. That one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They didn't even try it. Like, fuck it. You know, we're just going to be wreck on this whole angel thing. Whatever. Um, and, and hey, you know to what? be fair, there are three people in Marvel comic books that have had the name Angel. So that's yeah. not uncommon. No, it's not. It's, it's a fairly simple name to come up with. Um, but since we're talking about uh, my beefs with the movie, uh, Nightcrawler and all the scars and shit on his face. Why? 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 There's no reason for that. There's that adds no dimension it's a to this character. Carryover from the previous. Yes, and it was it was stupid in X two, and it's still stupid here. Yeah. Well, so I didn't see I it. Like it I didn't. I didn't see the scars. I saw it as just part of his mutation. That's just what he looks like. No, no. In X three. They explained that he he marked himself up. X two. X two. X two. Yeah. And X two. They explained well, I mean, that they didn't waste oh, any shit. breath on it in this one. Yeah. Right, but you still have. But you still have, and I and I will admit, I will admit, this the embodiment of the character in this movie is not the embodiment that I know and yeah. love. And Nightcrawler is one of my favorite characters, so I I'm biased. Admit, I get that. Nightcrawler but was one of the weakest. It's parts been of this done movie. better. Yeah, it's it, been it, done it better. Like they didn't even like they didn't even bother bother to give him the right feet. Like these are the details <laughs> that I see. <laughs> no, I noticed because that too. I am a fan. All right. He didn't yeah. have he didn't have that extra toe sticking out of his heel. He was just he just and had blue fucking feet. He would have been, I believe, far more effective in the cage match. Well, he didn't want to fight, so yeah, well, I understand he, he didn't want to fight. Mind. But push come to shove, it's like, look, I think he would have whooped Angel's ass. Well, You'll you'll remember who limped out of that fucking fight with a burnt to shit fucking wing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. he, he was. <laughs> he, he absolutely did. Here's a question that I had for he you: had guys. Help. Was that movie trying to establish that Nightcrawler couldn't port outside of electrical fields? Yes, yes, yes it weird. was. <laughs> also, some bullshit. sort of field. Also, random it, bullshit. I was yeah. like, that's a weird thing to throw on there. <laughs> I, I say, did think, okay, so they've got some magic walls they can make that stop mutant, that mutant powers can't penetrate. All right, whatever. It's a comic book movie. <laughs> no, because typically well, what they do in the comic books is they, like, you could be in a room and the room will negate your powers. But if you, it's not like you're, it's not like the room stops your powers. So Nightcrawler pierces the veil, goes into a different dimension, moves in that dimension, pops out. So having walls in this dimension doesn't mean shit, right? So yeah. unless you like, well, like he when was, they're in the helicopter, he, he was even using his powers in the cage. Yeah, he just couldn't get that out. Was, so, that was my thing. If he can use it in the cage, why can't he just pour it outside of the cage? Well, yeah. they, uh, in right. the film, they said electromagnetic fields stop that. I was like, okay, I guess that's how that works. But, but uh, he's yes, pouring because you don't in know nothing field. about nothing, Brian. You don't know shit, and your ignorance of shit is pissing me off. Brian, I would have accepted that if he wasn't porting in the cage. <laughs> He's porting in the cage, so either he can't yeah, or he can. Yeah. <laughs> so his powers do exist. They just are broken by this cage. Yeah. Can I just say, all right, so having watched this movie, my opinion on one thing has changed, which is Mutant Registration Act? Yeah, I'm all for it. We need to genocide those fuckers. Uh, I will say, given the the way the movies are doing it, yeah, I yeah. get why you would maybe want to fucking. <laughs> I, I, I'll agree with you there. I'm like, I'm kind of surprised the whole world isn't anti mutant by the end of most of these films. It, yeah. it, it, it it's I I think it sucks for the mutants, but realistically, I I, I just have to say, uh, comic book logic and move on as far as why the world isn't locking them all up. 
Yeah, no, because <laughs> that shit that goes down in Days of Future's past, while awesome, would just be, I don't care what Mystique did at the end. He still dropped, dropped a goddamn stadium on the White House. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 you know what? It's, it's, it's not even that. Like that is bad and that's concerning, but whatever, but that's localized. Like that's just in one little city. We drop a nuke on that city. No more Magneto. We don't have to worry about it. This one, like, I'm still like, I could see why you'd be scared of mutants, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not saying you have to kill them all. But this movie, one asshole telepathically talks to everybody on the planet and says, I'm going to kill all you human motherfuckers. And then what other asshole proceeds to kill or try to kill 8 billion people? From some spot halfway around well, the world. It was I'm 1980s. Like, there was less than 8 billion. Well, Fair Jesus, like 4 billion people. The nuclear disarmament. Yeah. The yeah. nuclear <clears throat> disarmament. That was yeah. a pretty big fucking deal. Like, Maybe I see they why... spin doctor that. Well, we did sty- save the world from nuclear war. Aren't no. we all? A- <laughs> spin no, that shit only works for Superman. That only works for Superman. <laughs> <laughs> I think it could work. I did we didn't see it, that though. They still- I did appreciate that they still made Havoc and Cyclops brothers. It's weird that there's a 20-year age difference. Yes. <laughs> yes, and they're backwards. And I'm like, why? You fucked that up, too. How are you fucking well, up everything? I, I don't care. I don't care that the age that the ages are swapped. That doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> yeah. It, it bothers the fuck out of me because I know what it's supposed Clearly. to be. Clearly. I, I did think it was a little surprising. I was surprised to see Havoc because... Uh, future past kind of implied he's dead. I don't. They never came quite out and said it, but the basics. Did they basically well, said he's all the X Men that you did, all, all the mutants you from first class that you're not seeing here were killed by these other guys. No, but, but they he's never in explicitly set point. In, huh? But he's in future past. He's one Is of the he? Vietnam guys. Was he? yeah, he escapes. Yeah, okay. He's all one right, of the. He's right, one yeah, of the guys yeah. that Mystique goes to uh, when he when they go to Vietnam and she frees. All right, I didn't. So he was yeah, one you're of right. All yeah. right, so okay. Yeah, he you was do one see of the him. ones okay. there. It wasn't so a huge deal because they the never. Expli- yeah, well, that's why they never explicitly said he was dead. But so you know what? Because he's physically in the movie. Yeah, and you know what? Havoc like Havoc's death is just a useless death. Like. Wait, what? Why? I don't even understand. I'm fine with them killing a few. <laughs> I, I, I won't go so far to That's say true. it's useless, but I will don't, say don't it is kill weird. the named ones. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I, I, I won't say it's useless, but I will say it's weird that Quicksilver managed to save everyone except that one guy. <laughs> he was closest uh, to the explosion. I kind of liked it. I was like, okay, his Quicksilver is not God. There are limits to what he can do. I, I, I was glad that there was some price to be paid for that explosion. No, and, so, and, and, I, and you know what? If it makes you feel any better, even though I think Quicksilver is moving way too fast, yeah. Another, his thing doesn't bother me at all. I, I, his part of the movie, I think, is probably my favorite when he's going and rescuing say, everybody from that about- building. I was just about to ask, it, once again, was that the best part? As much as I love Days of Future Past, I feel like the Quicksilver scene is still the best part of that movie. And in this movie, I think Quicksilver again has the best scene in the movie. <laughs> yes. That scene it's was terribly awesome. entertaining to watch him fuck around <laughs> with people and do stuff. It's so like, much save fun. save the goldfish. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah I here, you hold these goldfish. I'll just throw your ass out the window and then go and save up some other people. It's like, that's amazing. Uh, like, that's just, and you know, Cyclops doesn't grieve when his brother is dead. He's just like, well, fuck it. No, I got, cause he's a I, cold asshole. Yeah. He's like, you know what? I'm just trying to get in this redhead's so, pants. So I'm just going to go with I, her to fight, uh, I, I, in Salvador. Patrick, 
Well, again, I, I gotta know. You know, we talk about my... this movie isn't intended for you, or yeah. as a way to absolve the wrongs done in a movie. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Transformers, Transformers. So, how <laughs> is it that you're unable to then disassociate this movie f- from what was established in comic books twenty years ago? Well, okay, one. Michael is the one that's saying this movie isn't for you, and that's that's mostly uh, his thing. Should we produce I, some audio I, of you saying that? I said, well, obviously the movie is not for me, but the movie is completely for like a different audience, right? Like Michael Bay is making movies for you know twelve and fifteen year olds, and I know this because a friend of mine he was telling me how, how what his son felt when he saw the movie, and he's like, "Oh, that movie was great, blah 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 blah." There's too much kissing, but otherwise it was great. And all this other stuff was cool. And I'm like, okay. Also, it made, you know, a billion dollars each. So, obviously, well, well, there's that, a target and, market. Well, that and Michael Bay has on record said, I make movies for 15-year-olds. Right, right. And that's so, okay. So, that's so that's fine. But I feel like, just like with the MCU movies, the Marvel movies, I, and, you know, even the DC movies, I feel that all of these comic book movies are not made for some random audience of 12-year-olds. I think they are made for, you know, and at least some some homage to the fans because they throw in, like, they throw in the Weapon X sequence, which, if you watch any of the rest of the, the movies, there's no reason to put that in there. It doesn't give you anything. But when you see, you see Wolverine come out of this thing, and I, I felt it. I was like, <laughs> all right, they're doing, all right, they're doing Weapon X. That's cool. No, I like it. He's got yeah. the thing on. He's going to kill people. He, right? he had the, he had the Barry Windsor well, Smith. Well, was it, was right. little, <laughs> it was like Wolverine Origins done in like 15 minutes and much better. So, <laughs> except that they didn't have like, whatever, whatever. So, like those little, like those little Easter egg, like Jubilee. Being I wanted in the to movie. see him fight a Wendigo. I'm just going to throw that out. <laughs> and then Alpha Flight shows up. It's great. And then Alpha um, Flight shows up. <laughs> Anyway, you know, I'm sorry. Like, we just nerded like, the fuck out for like five yeah. seconds. I mean, like, <laughs> you, you put Jubilee in the movie and she has functionally no lines and she doesn't use her powers. But I know it's Jubilee because I know the yeah. giant yellow coat. I right? have heard so, that there was apparently a lot more, a lot of stuff shot with her, including yeah. where she stuff where she uses her powers, and it all ended up on the editing room floor. And again, at two and a half hours, I'm not sure if I can get too angry about that. Oh, I, I'm not angry about it. I'm just saying, like you put these things in here, and they're so I don't. So this is me just saying I don't feel like this is made for specifically for people that have not read comic books. I don't think that this movie is made for the Bryans of the world. I think this movie is probably it's made more Which is for odd, the Michaels. Because I think I enjoyed who, it more than anyone any of you guys. Well, yeah, I know, right? You're, you're <laughs> probably right that but I will say this. I agree with what you're saying, Patrick, but where I feel like and and this came up with Civil War too. I feel like when these people are making these movies, they're not making direct adaptations. They're taking source material and they're changing it so that it works in a movie. And I think Marvel does it better than 20th Century Fox does. Oh, uh, but they're doing the same fucking thing. They're taking well, the source material and they're changing mm, it. They're massaging it. But here's the heavily. difference. <laughs> no, here's the difference. I realize this is why I like the Marvel movies better. Mm. Um, well, because I don't have this issue with the Marvel movies. And the reason that is, is because they don't, they don't substantially change 
the critical bits, right? Like, okay, Iron Man was captured in Afghanistan instead of Vietnam, but Bumblebee. he was still taken hostage. He got hit with the grenade. He had the thing in his heart, blah, 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 blah. All of those things are the same. And then when they come and without with these movies like, you know, Civil War or Age of Ultron or whatever, they're using titles from famous, uh, famous comic book events, but mm. they don't retell, they don't retell those events at all. Like it's not even close. Right. Like it's well, that's not the like, point that I'm like yeah. well, no, but what I'm saying is this, like age of, if, if Fox was doing it, they would do age of Ultron and they would basically have the same general storyline, but they would change all the details. So you'd be watching it and you'd go, well, this is supposed to be this other thing, but it's not. But when the MCU does it, they're like, oh, no, no, we're not telling that story at all. We just have the same characters, and they're doing a completely new story that we named but, something else to pull you in. But the but, MCU and, and so, totally so, changes things. Say again? The MCU totally changes things. But then, I, We talked about this extensively with Iron Man 3. Fucking Mandarin was a massive change. Massive change. Uh, yes, and you'll <laughs> notice I did not like Iron Man 3. <laughs> Well, granted, right. uh, but so well, I'm at least establishing that this that's is not most- a new phenomena, and it ain't mm-hmm. going away anytime soon. No, 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 it's, it's not. But what, what I'm saying is this, right? Like, so wait a minute, wait a minute. If this is how it's going to be, and we can acknowledge that they did it before, and they're going to oh. keep doing it, does this make you incapable of enjoying these movies, Possibly. or at least the X Men movies? Possibly, I don't know. Depends. I I enjoyed um uh first class. Well, the half of it that wasn't the silly eighties uh, comic book movie, but the 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 uh, Professor X Magneto storyline in first class, and the whole all right, I've been traumatized by the war and blah blah. blah. I, I I enjoyed that, and that was because even though they changed some things, the Emma Frost shows up earlier than she's supposed to, blah, 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 blah. But they didn't take an existing storyline or even an existing power set and then just change it or take an existing character and go, yeah, you know, Magneto, so, but now he's a punk rocker who shaved his head bald. Like these, these simple so things, they kept the same. At some point, they're going to get a hold of what I hold in very high regard which is the killing joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I understand we're in a different universe, but they're going to get a yeah, hold yeah, of the killing yeah. joke and they're going to try and tell that story and they're going to fuck it up. And <laughs> we just, I just know that that's what's going to happen. No, no, wait, you, you know that that's coming out like later this year, right? Like, no, I anim- clearly don't. <laughs> yeah. They're doing an animated <laughs> version of the killing joke. Well, they got that. When, if, You're the animation tends action. to be a lot closer. Like the DC animation tends to be mm-hmm. a lot better as far okay, as accuracy. I just, I just wanted to make sure that you at least knew about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I will say that Kevin Cam- Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill are both in it. So, well, so. I have a lot of confidence in that. Then, yeah, but there's I I have every con I have every reason to believe that they're going to get a hold of the Killing Joke, try and make a live action version of it and then i'll be the one sitting here going no see first even, of all even if Robin, it was what the fuck second of all jim gordon you fucked up and who the fuck was this <laughs> and who the fuck was that even and why did this happen and albert even, and the cave and you know it's just gonna go on and on and on e- even like if Duke and, nukem 3d 
Well, even if, and this is vaguely plausible, Zack Schneider does the same meticulous adaptation that he did brought to Watchmen, where he uses the actual panels as a as a storyboard and and rips off most of the dialogue and puts I it straight into the am movie. I'm okay with that. I am okay with that. Yeah, I would be okay with that as too. Because I could kind of see Zack Schneider could end However, up doing a Killing Joke big I think screen for the live action joke, movie. That movie would be like six days long. <laughs> well, the Watchmen was very long. I will say this. I, I, I will say this. Um, I can enjoy it to a point because I like the first Sin City movie, but I will acknowledge I actually like it better when you do like the MCU is doing where they just take the elements and then they just do their own thing. I like going to it not knowing exactly where this is going. I don't need a, a perfect realization of a comic book story I've already read. Because quite yeah. honestly, if I want to re to relive that story, I can just reread the comic book. I don't That's need and, and I don't I, really you can't, need that. I can't <laughs> relive it. But I'm not in incapable of enjoying it like like Patrick seems to be. Don't let me no, put words no, in no. your mouth. Oh no, you just did, but that's okay. Here, let, let me because I've thought about this, right? So if you were going to change something, it's not so much that I can't stand that you're changing something, but if you change something, so this is the whole thing for me with reboots and remakes and everything. It needs to be as good as or better than what came before. Otherwise, you're making an inferior product if you don't do an adaptation, a true adaptation of the comic. As I watch, like, as I watch X-Men Apocalypse, I find that this sort of the movie way of making things happen is inferior to the stories that come. For example, Storm's hair was normal until Apocalypse came and made it white. That's stupid. That's just dumb. But whatever, it's fine. And I'm not saying that I hate this movie. I'm not saying that the movie is shit. I'm just saying that it affects was, my ability to enjoy it. I said it was all right. And I recognize, of, like, I recognize that my biases are keeping me from, you know, being able to appreciate everything that's in the movie. I so, you know... As a somewhat connection, because I haven't read the comics, but a similar thing happened when they did Star Trek Into Darkness, and they have Khan show up. And the plot and the overall story has nothing to do with Wrath of Khan. It's pretty much completely its own thing, and I enjoyed it. Um the part I hated was where they ripped off two or three pages of script from Star Trek two and stuck it in with minimal revisions into the Star Trek into darkness. And every single time anybody spoke, all I could think about was comparing it to the other performance, the other version I'd seen. And, uh, I, it was a much better the second time I went through watching it. Cause I wasn't so shocked about every, they ripped off that line and they ripped off that line and they ripped off that line. So I, yeah. uh, I actually it was worked better the second I time through. But I, I, will, I, I would prefer they not do anything too terribly close because it does force you to start doing yeah. those comparisons. I will actually say, yeah, I got to agree with Brian on this one. This is actually kind of why, while I did like Watchmen and while I did like Sin City, I don't like it when they do it that close because then I feel like I'm forced to compare them. And I would actually rather not. I would rather just treat them as two separate things because I already know that if I'm going to compare them, the comic book is going to invariably be better. So just do your own thing. Don't do something that's so close because then I have to compare yeah. them. This is <laughs> what you know what you know what the solution to that though is. <laughs> 
The solution to that is don't retell Days of Future Past. Don't retell like the origin of uh, X twenty or Weapon uh, Weapon X. Don't retell. But just see, take the as characters. somebody who didn't get to see those, read those comics, I actually enjoyed those storylines, and I probably never would have had gotten the opportunity. Around. Yeah. yeah, you still have the opportunity to go and read the, the better story. source material. <laughs> yeah, but like, what was like the first X Men movie? Right, that hey, wasn't you, any. That wasn't from a comic. Yeah. That was hey, just. You know what? You guys are starting to sound like Game of Thrones people who've read the books. And you know what? <laughs> I know. Fuck you! Yeah. I'm just gonna watch the TV show. <laughs> yeah, that, it's it's true. Film or it didn't happen. <laughs> what, what, uh, so look, look, and I'm saying it's it's not it's not. That I can't stand adaptation because all the cartoon adaptations, I generally like those. And they change. Those. You hate those? I hated those. I hated <laughs> really? the X Men cartoon. I feel, I feel perfectly capable saying that. I kind of uh, hated that. I was cartoon. surprised to learn that Brian Singer had absolutely no interest in X Men at all until he watched that cartoon. He loved that cartoon, was sad when it, and when he had finished watching it all. And that was probably his biggest buy into X Men is through that, via that cartoon series. From, yeah. from what I've heard, a lot of people, I acknowledge that that cartoon did a lot for comic books. Did a lot for comic books. Because almost everybody I know credits two cartoons from the 90s to any of their interests in comic books. And it was X-Men the Animated Series and Batman the Animated animated Series. series. I knew it. For those two series alone, everybody was like, all right, well, I've got some interest because that was fucking awesome. My problem... My problem with the X-Men cartoon is exactly what Patrick is saying about this movie. I That was when I was hip deep in that shit. I was reading that shit every day. I was reading 20 X-Men comics a day. And when I was watching that cartoon, I was like, that's fucking bullshit. That is absolutely nothing like the comic book was. Uh, I don't know why Wolverine is cursing in this weird cartoon way that he's doing if you don't want him if you if you if you if you if you want him to sound gruff just don't have him curse you can you can be gruff without cursing (laughs) see see that's that's so strange because also i was also hip deep in it back then and i was like all right this is cool i mean that's different and that's different and eh, that could have been better but no i like it this is good i'll come back next week and i'll be happy to see it and so, for all the ones after that, like, uh, uh, I can't think of it now, but like they did another X-Men cartoon where they're all in high school. Evolution. That was, that evolution. was good. I like yeah. evolution. Yeah. And that's, that's all different. It's taking all the same parts, you know, but I didn't have a problem with that either. So I didn't I really care either. I was really excited to see it on TV. That was really an exciting thing. And, uh, you know, whatever. I was a kid, but. I- I wasn't, I was willing to overlook so much more than apparently Patrick is able to now. (laughs) (laughs) No, I acknowledge when I was younger, I just, I was not willing to just, if I watched it now, it probably wouldn't bother me. Now, now, isn't X, isn't Marvel Comics the universe where they've got like multiple universes and they're all numbered and stuff? So the comic cartoon exists in its own private continuity from the movies, from the, this comic and from that comic. Patrick knows because I've said this on the show before. That's how I, that's, that's how I, tolerate the movies that's how i go this is just an alternate reality where this happened instead of this and 
that's perfectly valid. It's just another universe where this this is how it played out. And I agree <laughs> that that's valid. But then my question is, why am I watching shitty, stupid universe versus the good universe? <laughs> that's why I'm saying if it if it's if it's on par, like story wise, like all the MCU movies, they have really good stories, right? Mm. Like really good characters, really good stories. So they're on par with what you would get from like a seasoned comic book writer. So I don't have a problem with any of those. It's just when you come and you're like, well, we're just going to make like a, like your generic movie action hero or comic book action movie. And I'm like, well, that's not as good as this. I would much rather see. See, I the actually, version I, of it. I prefer the X Men film universe to the Marvel Disney Marvel universe significantly. I, just, I, I find disagree. the X Men to be much more emotionally evolving, much more. Uh, I like the plot points. I like the continuity. I like. I think I'm just much more tuned into Brian Singer in general as far as what he likes and what I like. Um, enough that I'm at this point really thinking I need to go check out some other Brian Singer movies just to see what else this guy's done. But Brian, can suspects. I ask you a question? Usual, because I also ahead. love Superman Returns, which no one else liked. But. Yeah, Brian, Brian, can I ask you a question? Do they do drug testing at your job? Because <laughs> just just throwing that out there, you might not, you might want to, you right. know, just lay off a little bit. Just, I'll just, you know. I'll just throw this out there, Brian. Usual Suspects, one of my favorite movies of all time. All right, fucking love that movie. And it's a Brian Singer movie. Okay, fucking love usual, that movie. usual suspects. I might check that out. So check it out. To, when you see Bad Hat Harry, that's that's a shot from Usual Suspects. I had picked up enough on that 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 was something to do with the yeah. oh, reference, but yeah, it's so. a reference to Usual oh. Suspects. Love that I, movie. It's dated I, as fuck now, but <laughs> I, I feel like I have to apologize again because even though the second time was not me talking, but you guys calling me stupid for not liking this movie. I, I, uh, hey, we've, I, we've, we've run over time. We've basically given you double double content for free. Because, you know, it's this is twice as much as... With two Ds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is, but this I, is a very special episode of Fatality Podcast. <laughs> and this one, Tootie learns about drugs. <laughs> Tonight on a very special episode of Blossom. Oh shit! I bet you it has something to do with Joey because Joey didn't nah, know what the fuck he's doing. Nah, in that very special Whoa. episode of Blossom, Blossom finally checks out Six's ass and realizes mm-hmm. something about herself. <laughs> oh crap! That actually reminds me of the very special episode of Blossom where she was going to run off with her boyfriend. Remember that episode? Huh? Huh? Uh, anyway. I don't remember much about Blossom other than six. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently you remembered the most important thing about Blossom. Fuck yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So we got a website. You should check it out. It's sci-fi show.net. We have all the things so you can subscribe and download the show. We appreciate you showing up for this one. We hope you had a good time and we'll tell someone else about the show you can leave us a review on itunes or wherever you're getting your podcasts until next time i'm steve this is michael this is patrick this is brian hey you sass that hoopy ford prefect there's a fruit who knows where his towel is the fuck was that what what the shit i don't it's a famous quote from hitchhiker's guide (laughs) 
Oh, oh Jesus Christ! You went back. This is Steve's way. fault, dude. That was that was like an hour and forty minutes ago. 